You're listening to Voice Memos, the show about two longtime friends who have informative yet brief discussions about multitudinous topics. If you want to go deep into a topic, this is not the podcast for you. We keep it shallow. Now, please welcome your hosts, Jen and Myron. I mean, I would have loved to just join at any time today, but unlike your lazy ass, I am still working for a living. <laughs> it was a lot of work to take all the beach gear down to the beach. Oh my God. <laughs> and oh, like this bitch. I was thinking to myself, I should do it really, I should do it much later so that he has to like wait to go to sleep or something. <laughs> you know, you know those um those uh the tv show the today show how i don't know if they still do this but they used to do this in the summer the some of the crew they would just go somewhere in the summer right just some exotic place yeah they would do do the show remotely and you know they'd be wearing like beach attire and they'd be all silly (laughs) drinking margaritas (laughs) (laughs) pretending that they were working and they were just drinking and probably doing the do. And they were just like, you know what? <laughs> That's so That's, true. It was like live with Kelly and uh, Regis or something like that. Like Kathy yes. and Regis being in Hawaii doing their show on the right. beach. And, and, you, and you know, like in the hour before having to go live, they were just cussing everybody out because it was interrupted their vacation. <laughs> we didn't sign up for this bullshit. You know, speaking of those types of shows, you know, I, I was thinking about um, Pat Sajak, you know, they've been doing Wheel of Fortune forever. This motherfucker has the best job, I think, makes anywhere from 13 to 15 million dollars a year. He's gonna retire. How, how, how do you retire from that job? From that. And he he literally does nothing. 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 He just says, here's our next puzzle. And then <laughs> right, and then he says, Oh, too bad you didn't get it. <laughs> <laughs> nothing. Nothing. His and whole life collecting so much money i don't even know that has got to be the best job on the planet you're on tv right nobody really they they might see you and probably the older generation who watch it you know at three o'clock in the afternoon might want to get your autograph but you're collecting anywhere from 13 to 15 million dollars you spin the wheel at the end when there's not enough time that is it like that's it (laughs) (laughs) he he literally has the easiest job in America, but also he has, I think, the job that has the greatest reward for the least amount of effort. What? <laughs> he's doing nothing. Nothing. Uh, like, he's not working on the puzzles. He is not. Nothing. None of it. He just shows up in a suit, makes some corny ass jokes, and then leaves. Like, the legitimately, that is the best job. I don't know how yeah. you get that job and how you how you retire. I would you would have to pull the wheel out of my dead cold hands. <laughs> I I would have I, I would work so long that I'd be in a wheelchair and my wheels would look like the wheel of fortune. <laughs> <laughs> I would roll Vanna White out on my lap. <laughs> I would I would talk. In between taking breaths out of my oxygen mask. <laughs> oh, oh my God. 
I'm telling you. So because you are, as they say in the world that hopefully I get to say one day that you are retired and doing something that you're passionate about, which is writing and being able to fill, fulfill that portion of your life, you are on vacation. Yes. And you know what? It's, it's, it's wonderful. So, so for the audience, I am at Lake Tahoe and I have some family members who um, they own a, it's a home, it's a, it's a home here. And it's in a little community here. And so we are literally steps from the beach and this community, their little beach is like roped off. And it's, it's, it's so it's not necessarily private, but it's just private to this community. And it's not, it's not very large, but it's large enough. And it's really nice. You just go about your spot, you know, play on the beach. You know, you can bring your water, your ocean toys and such. You know, you watch, you know, all the the boats and the, the there's kayaks and there's paddle boards. You know, you watch all the stuff and, and the water's not that deep. It's cold because Tahoe is cold, but it's not that cold. And it's really nice. And there's no amenities or anything. No one's bringing you drinks or anything, but you don't need all that. You just bring some stuff and just sit out at the beach. It's really nice. And you went with, what's the temperature up there right now? So it is only about 83 here. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, 85, something like that. And I think when I left Sacramento, it was 107. Yeah, this weekend's going to get back up there because right now it's about 96 or something. You know, I, I my parents went there a couple weeks ago. They had a friend visiting from Portland and um, they drove up to Tahoe and they were a little depressed because when you don't see it, you know, you hear in the news, the fires that happened last year, um, or maybe a couple of years ago, either way, in the last year or two, all the fires that ruined Tahoe that they, when they drove up there, you still burnt, like things are just gone. Do, yeah. Do you, you see all those, yeah, all the missing trees and stuff. It's, you see a lot of it, depending on the route you take, whether you go on the South Lake Tahoe and, or the North shore, you see a lot of burned um, earth. So crazy. Cause but once you get into the area, the beaches are really nice. I know that they had a lot of, I don't, I can't even remember if it's like a type of algae or something that hasn't been around for so long because you wouldn't be able to see it, that it's super clear up there. Um, and once you're in or at the lake, it's a definitely a different experience. Yes. And so there's, and, and there's pollen. You can see pollen in the water. And I was um, reading up on it and it was, is what you were saying that there was you know, some type of um pollen or dust or whatever on the trees and because of we have that prolonged winter so much we have so much snow and then we have so much rain that i guess it sort of cleaned the trees i don't that's probably a more scientific way of saying that so the trees that surround lake tower to me extra green but you can see pollen in the water that, that came from the trees. And it's it's really interesting to see that because, you know, Tahoe is famously known for being um, not only blue, but also pretty clear. You can see down in the water for a long ways. And right now on top, around these around the shore, um, where we are, we're in the North Shore, it's, you can see the pollen in the water. And that's from the trees and the storms and the snow and all that stuff. So, but the, the mountains that surround Tahoe still have snow on them, the, the, the caps of the mountains. Damn. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty cool. It's pretty, Mother pretty Earth. nice. Yeah, she's uh, pretty, pretty, 
Tin Eyes. That was another show yeah. that we never really talk about that often is Curb Your Enthusiasm, but I digress. Um, yes. So it's a funny story. I mean, not funny. I guess it is for me is funny that, and I told you a little bit about this. So on Sunday night, I was, I, I went to bed rather, rather early. I was out in the sun and you're like out in the sun when it's 106 degrees. My parents have a pool. I was floating around and finding out as you like to say, and, um, you know, just lounging and being in, it was so nice. So I got home probably around, I don't know, six 30 or something. And I was getting sleepy and I thought, you know what? I'm going to go to bed. It was like seven 30, maybe seven 45. So I go to bed and I'm knocked out. I mean, legitimately sound asleep and yeah. I hear my phone ring, which is so unusual for me to even hear it. So I look and it's my next door neighbor, one that I'm not very fond of. And she's calling me and she said, Jennifer, I said, yeah. She said, um, do you notice, or have you heard all the cop cars outside of your, uh, on the street behind your fence? And I was like, no, I heard nothing. Like I'm, I'm surprised. I, I'm surprised I even heard your call. So I go to peek out my window and of course they're, uh, all I see is red and blue, uh, red and blue lights. So cop cars. And then, um, I, she says to me that they're chasing somebody that was, that was in my backyard. So that he jumped into my one neighbor's backyard, then into my backyard. And so I was like, wow, that's crazy. And so I look out my front window and mm -hmm. the cops, you know, they come to my door. I'm like, oh man. So they come to my door and they want to, you know, check out my backyard because apparently the oh gentleman God. that they were chasing had a gun. And so they didn't know if he dumped the gun uh, in, in my backyard. So of course I let them back in there and they, they brought out like the canine units, the minute they mm. brought out the canine units, the guy came out and like turned himself in. But of course he had already ditched the gun. So that's oh why they were checking my, checking my backyard and stuff. So apparently there was a big party at our pool. We, I have, I have an HOA in my, in my community and the doors have been broken, which people have been bitching about for some time. And so word spread or somebody said, Hey, come check out this place. There's no lock on it. And I'm telling you, there's about 30 or 40 kids just twerking on cars, having a, having a grand old time, um, oh my God. grand old time dancing in the streets and stuff. So when the cops showed up to that, one of the gentlemen that were, was attending the party, um, he had the gun, I guess he was showing it at the party. So when no. the cops showed up, he took off and ran. And so by oh. running, he was jumping fences and stuff like that. So oh my uh, God. they found the gun that night or that morning in someone's garbage bin. So, so this guy, so anyway, I'm sorry that happened because that's scary. Because anytime you get a call in the middle of the night, that's scary. Although, I mean, your middle of the night is 1030. So, <laughs> but it's still scary because <laughs> <laughs> you're in your middle of the night. <laughs> ah. And then the fact that, you know, you slept through a standoff. <laughs> Oh helicopter, my God. helicopter. <laughs> See, it is outside on your lawn, you know. <laughs> they believe we believe there's a woman in the house, but <laughs> God damn, you ain't wrong. Man, that's funny. But you know, you know what's terrible about it? Like, uh, it's terrible that well, let me take a step back. It's so hot, it's so hot, not just in Sacramento, but around the country, that 
particularly yours is not a public pool, but public pools should be open, period, 24-7. Cities should hire people, staff these pools, let people be in these swimming pools because it's a, it's a record-breaking heat wave going on. So that's one. But yours is private, I get it. And young people do stupid things. Yeah. And they're, and they're annoying. You know, I think we all had our moments of being stupid and everything. But there's another level to where you're being extra stupid because you bring a gun. Yes. Like, like, okay, yeah. the door is broken, the word gets out, young people, whether they're teenagers or just young, they're young, they're, they're twerking on cars, they're generally young, and everybody at the pool, that's going to be called in, cops going to show up, break it up, you know, everybody get out of here. But now someone has a gun, right? It, it changes yes. everything, it changes everything. Everything, because now not only are the neighbors mad and rightfully so and afraid, and then you're mad at the HOA for not fixing the door. Yes. But then you're, but then you're mad that you know all these things that because we're adults, we know all the possibilities that could have happened. And so now you're just like, what the hell? It's like what? The hell? Yeah. Now, and I don't know. I don't know the guy who got caught, but now he has a record. If he didn't before, he has a record. He has a record now. And you know what's crazy about that? I was talking to a, a girlfriend of mine that lives in this community. She was asking me, she's like, what, what happened over on your side of the hood? And I was telling her and she said, man, where are those parents of those kids? Right. Cause it's 10 30, 11 o'clock at night. And she said, my parents were strict. Like I had to be home by, and I said, girl, I, she said, I had to be home by 11. I said, girl, I had to be home by 8 PM. And that was even in the summertime legitimately had to listen. And I still, my parent, I, to this day, I still bring this up to my parents. It's very similar to how I always bring up your three o'clock huddle that you used to have when we worked together. It is burnt into me. Very similar to, I had to be in bed by 8 p.m. every day. Like, it didn't matter if it was summertime, wintertime, nothing. Because apparently, the doctor that gave birth to us said, you should create a routine and your kids should be in bed by 8 o'clock. <laughs> so, that's, out of all the rules and all the things that they were probably told about raising a kid, they hung on to that one. Stuck with that, like we're gonna stick with this. Just she's eighteen. <laughs> this is it. We, we we could. They both like got together and was like, we can manage this one. And so I would have to like listen to the my friends out in the front yard, through my bedroom window. I would be looking like the child, <laughs> just with my hands on my with my with my chin on my hands, looking out the window as if. I am in prison. <laughs> and in summer, it doesn't get dark to 10 o'clock. <laughs> but we have to consider that you started this off by saying you were in bed by 8 30. I thought we moved past that. <laughs> Nothing has That's changed. Your first, that was your first response to me when I told you the story. You said, what a, wait a minute, you psychopath. You were in bed at 7 45. After all that. <laughs> That's what he responds with. <laughs> like, the way your the way your doctor, your parents' doctor programmed them, and that was programmed you, you know, all these years later. And she... <laughs> yeah, by 8:30, I start to get worried that I might get a whooping because I'm not in bed. Oh. <laughs> God, that's so good. You know, I, I was thinking about because you know, I go hard on cops. Now imagine these cops just cruising around, they're hot too. It's 108 degrees, everybody's hot. So everybody's on edge, like everybody, the nicest people on edge because it's it's that hot right the cops are out they got the night patrol that's a little better because 
the sun goes down. But you know, you just want things to go easy. You're wearing and that maybe, vest. You're wearing right? all that stuff. You're hot. Yeah, I get yeah. It. And then maybe you get a call. They say, "Hey, there's a disturbance over this neighborhood. Kids have broken a gate, and they're in in the pool. Can you get them out of the pool?" You know, and the cop, the team, the cops are probably like, "Oh, this is nice. This is a nice, easy kind of call, right? You just make some kids scatter. You know, you just it's all good." And then you get there, you know, or maybe part of the call is, "Oh, there's somebody that brandishing a gun." And so now you have to go into total police mode, right? Like the real deal. And then you got to chase somebody. And it's 108 at night. <laughs> you, hop in fences. you hop in fences. <laughs> I mean, this kid was young because my neighbor um, has a ring camera and he caught the arrest, like him being handcuffed on his ring camera. And sent me a uh, picture. So this is some young, spite, you know, like energetic kid that was tall. That was like a oh, six foot fence. What? What? That's nothing. Right. That's nothing to a kid. And yeah, his cop yeah. was like thirty five. You know, thinking, oh, I gotta chase. I gotta chase right. an eighteen year old. Right. Oh my gosh! What a nightmare. You know what? Oh. And so he would have gone to jail. I don't know how he would stay. Like if he didn't have a record. But just think, because we're grown ups, you could think of all the things that come out of that, right? And then those young people, their parents get the story. So then everybody's all, you know, rightfully mad and upset. That one kid, you know, his record, you don't know if he loses a job or drops out of school or gets kicked out of home or what. You just don't know over just wanting to be show off that you got a gun yes. from somebody. Yep. God. Crazy. You know, it's very similar to when we think about um, the stupidity that people make, like some decisions are just stupid. Right. So I was, um, I, I don't know, because when you're on vacation, you might not be paying attention what's going on in the world, but the twat Marjorie Taylor green, you know, that we always talk about. Um, she actually, I don't, I don't know if you saw it, but she made a democratic, like push for Biden campaign ad. I don't know if you, I don't know if you saw that or not. <laughs> they, they, they really got it. Like she was giving a speech and she talked about how President Biden is trying to be like FDR, Frank Delano Roosevelt and expand the social safety net and, you know, Medicare, social security. And then she's trying to be like, like uh, President Johnson and um, helping strengthen um Medicare, Medicaid, uh, civil rights, infrastructure. And, and her, she's so dumb in trying to bash him. She really was pushing all the good things that the Biden administration is trying to do. And so what the Biden administration social media team did, they put her on a commercial. And at, the end, of it, at, at the end of it, you hear President Biden going, this is President Biden, I approve of this act. She talked about Lyndon B. Johnson. And I mean, she went in with how great Joe Biden is. And what? she was trying to do the opposite, but the administration saw an opportunity and created a campaign that yes, talked incredible. about all the highlights. I am telling you, if you are out listening it's to genius. us, find it because she was trying to make him look like an idiot. And she actually looks like she was speaking for the Democratic Party and supporting right. Biden. It was and, and, and la last I checked, that thing was around 40 million online views. <laughs> right. But let me tell okay, but let me tell you part two to that. 
So she struck back today. So there were congressional hearings today about something, right? Whatever they were about, it didn't matter. Because when she got her turn to speak, she put up posters, my poster board, of Hunter Biden, President Biden's son, and his dick pics. So in Congress, on the House floor, she put that up there. Now, the hearing wasn't about him. It, it wasn't had nothing to do with that. And, you know, let me say this. He is a son of a president. He's not elected. He doesn't work in the White House. He's not like Jared and Ivanka. He's not working in the White House. He is not. He has nothing. He's just a private citizen who has um, a long history of drug problems. And he's just a private citizen. And the president has said repeatedly, I love my son. Like, you can't make me hate my son. My son has drug problems, like many people in America. Like, let's be honest here. And I'm not going to turn my back on my son. And he just he just goes on from there. But Marjorie Greene and Republicans try to use that as some type of issue when really, like, A, a it's not an issue because every American has dealt with family members or friends or loved ones that have drug problems. We all have. Like, that's not a big thing. But whatever that hearing was for today, I believe she was so upset about that video that she helped create because she's so stupid that she put that up in in Congress today. And that wow. that hit online. And imagine that you're just some regular person. You know, I mean, you, you're, you're regular, but you also you're just you're the son of the president and they're putting up your, your stuff there because they hacked your emails to get your stuff. That's that's viable. That, that's really vile. Ooh, vile. And, you know, it, it's the, it's that same. I don't even know what the name of that stupid movie is. Freedom something. It's by. Oh, God. Yeah. What is, what is that movie? Um, I don't even want to give it a title. But either way, they're showing that they're being sold out. So people across, you know, the smart people who see through bullshit and through conspiracy theories and the lies that Republican parties are, are, are definitely um are are making things they're twisting the truth so in this situation they are actually saying that every movie slot is sold out so you go online and you try to purchase uh, a ticket for a certain time slot and it's like oh it's the only thing left are wheelchair spots and that when you think about so so people across the country are then buying tickets for other movies, right? So they can get into the theater because they're not going to, you know, go in and try to sneak in. They're buying tickets for other movies. And then they're going into the theater in which the movie, this Freedom Finders, I don't know if that's the name of it, is playing or not. And, or if it's, if it's, if it is actually packed and they've gone into these, this is, this is nationally, people are doing this and they're going into these theaters and finding either nobody in those seats, even though they're all sold out, or maybe four people. Oh my God! So, so some, so someone's buying up tickets just to make it seem like the movie is popular. Yep. Or is is that is the party doing it right? So that they oh, can it's, say, it's definitely the party. Yeah. yeah. So they can That's say a mess. 
we're sold out. So then smart people are like, God, that's weird. Mission Impossible does is not sold out, but this one is Freedom Finders, Freedom, whoever makes that. I forget who you, you I forget the guy who made it. And it's a it's a QAnon sponsor, conspiracy yes. laden deal. Just just garbage. Like nobody, nobody's going to see that. Even if, look, even regular Republicans, Republicans, they're not going to see that crap. They're they're not going to. So then so then you think about how things are twisted. So you, you, this is how much we don't trust as a democratic party. We shouldn't, we should always be questioning. We shouldn't just assume, oh, this is sold out. This is weird. How is this sold out? And you go to look, man, and there's nobody in the seat at all. Uh, everything is a scam. It's a everything scam. That. That's, you know what? It's like, why can't that party just do something on up and up and say, look, we have the best policies. We have the best governance and we want you to vote for us and you know advertise that over and over as opposed to hey here's a movie everyone's watching and it's sold out everywhere and it's not or here's a hunter biden you know um new new photo you know and or you know just garbage like that it's 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 garbage because look they've been republicans have have had control of the of congress since president biden got elected and you can't name one policy or law that they passed that a that passed period or b that has done something to help you know people in the country or address an issue because sometimes congress doesn't always just help groups of people sometimes they address issues they've done nothing like nothing all they've done is like hold hearings about impeaching president biden where there's nothing or hold hearings about you know three or four different hearings about hunter biden and the rest is just, it's nothing. They're, they're just those people that you work with at work who complain and who make trouble. And no matter how much you work to fix things, to make things better, to recognize people, reward people, to you know just do well, all they do is still complain and try to make things worse. And by making it worse, then they say, well, we're complaining about this because it's worse. That, that's who they are. You're you're absolutely right. It's it's not even about, <clears throat> and we've had this conversation over and over again. It's not about protecting anybody. It's more uh, it's more protecting um, the bottom line. It is. It is, and you and they have policies that are just awful. Like this week um, in Texas, it was uncovered um, that Greg Abbott had ordered the border control. What well, Greg Abbott is an idiot for one. He's a, oh. he's an awful, he's an awful human, the governor of Texas. And he had put, um, like rope razor wire along in the water at one of their borders and Southern borders. And, you know, you, if you walk into it, you're tra- like a fish, you're basically trapped. And of course, um, a young lady walked into it. She was pregnant and she couldn't get out and she miscarried it. And, um, but she wasn't the only one. He also gave instructions that if, if doesn't matter if women, children, or men are caught in the wires, he told the border control, don't help them. And if they look like they're getting out, push them back in the water. Kick them in the water. And you know, it was a whistleblower. So one of the sheriffs or one of the border patrol officers sent an email saying, this is where I draw the line now. Okay. That's where he draws a line. But yes, he sent an email saying, this is the case. I'm not kicking kids back into the water. Right. And, and you know what? 
And I, I applaud that person, right? That that's a, that took a long time for, for him to get to a point, right? But let's just say he did get to a point. And, and you have to go, what happened? What happened to people? Or you go, don't help anybody trying to get out of the water. If they're trapped by the razors, I put the razor wire I put in the water, but also throw them back in. And they're wow. seeking asylum, which is a legal thing to do. All over the world, it's legal. We, we, we are part of a community of nations who have agreed that people can leave countries and go to other, other countries and seek asylum. And there's a process. And if, you, if it's determined that their asylum, um, that the reason they're fleeing isn't, can't be verified or is proven to be false or that is determined not to be an issue, then they are denied entry. And that's true all over the world. That's true all over the world. And how he could give an order like that, one, to me, that means he needs to not only not be governor, he needs to be charged, right? That, that, that's crimes against humanity. And then any of those Border Patrol agents who actually do it, then they should be charged as well. Like that is, that's, that, the level of inhumanity with that order is just, it's astounding. Well, you know, Texas is another one of those states too, but I think there's 18 others in addition. They, all their attorney generals have now signed a, a letter, I guess, for Biden's office in which allows them to check on any, to, to get your medical records. If you leave my state, a Texan, if I leave Texas to California to go to have an abortion, they are asking and requesting that my medical records, I can see as attorney general or the state of Texas, I can see your medical records that you went to another state and I can now like hold you responsible for having an abortion. And like, charge you with a felony. And charge you and with a felony. With a felony. Yeah, having- so 19, yeah, so 19 states, 19 attorneys generals agreed with that basic premise that if you're in any one of those 19 states where they have disallowed abortions and you travel outside of one of those states, so you go from Texas or you go from Ohio or Missouri or you know, where any one of these 19 states, you go to a state where you can get an abortion or you go to, you just cross state lines. One of, it, within those 19 states, I should say, that they have agreed that if an attorney general in Ohio then reaches out to the other state, that they can get those records. They can track women and girls who are getting abortions and charge them with a felony. Like they have essentially made um, women and girls in those states less than full citizens, like less than. And, and it is unbelievable that doctors who have worldwide for thousands of years signed on to the Hippocratic Oath, which means that you would, first of all, you would cause no harm. That's the first thing in the Hippocratic Oath for, for, for doctors. If a doctor gives that up, knowing that it will cause harm to, to that patient, they are violating their Hippocratic Oath. It, it's, it, it's unbelievable. But you know what's terrible about it, Jen? Everything is terrible about it. But those 19 states that have agreed to that, they're all Republican. They're all voted in by Republican men and women. And, you know, I'm always frank on this on this show. They're voted in by Republican white men and, and white women. Yep. And 
that those laws, even though they're going to harm all women, right? They're also going to harm the women and the daughters and granddaughters of the women who voted for it. And, and, that, and that's one of the things about the Republican part policies, specifically abortion, is that they don't care if it even harms their own constituents, as long as they can make a show that they are more cruel and harder on everybody else than the next Republican, then that's what they do. And and there are there are women and girls who are suffering now. There's, there's one in the news now. She was in Texas and her her child is, I think, was either born without a brain or not born, but in the womb without a brain or like half or something like that. Like this 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 child is would die in womb. Right. And the doctor was like, well, you as the mother, you're not in any danger. So I, I can't give you an abortion. So they're making they make she has to carry that to um so she has a baby and the baby baby will be born dead. Oh my god. Yeah, and that's it. Just right. And I'm saying, man, okay. say you you you've tried to put into law that I want to follow a man. Like if they're they cannot get a vasectomy without going through massive right. and so it and if they go to yeah. another state and get a vasectomy, I want the legal, I want the legal right to check and get your medical records. Right. That would not even have, bitch, we couldn't even, we, we couldn't, you won't even verify if you got a fucking vaccine and vaccine. Right. And, and you're worried about like whether I leave the state to go have an abortion. Like the I, fuck is happening here? The, look, the FBI can't, they can't even ask or, or track by law. Like Republicans have made it by law. The FBI can't even track like gun stuff by race or you know, uh, cross state and things like that. They, it might not be cross state, but you can't even track with with a, a degree of accuracy gun purchases and selling and things like that, right? But you can track a woman or a girl who has to have an abortion or chooses. It doesn't have to just be has, you know, for medical reasons or whatever. It's, it's a choice. You can't you can you can't track guns, but you can track that. And the reason you can't track guns because those men would lose their they lose their minds. They'll lose their fucking shit. Right, they lose their minds. But so somehow, the Second Amendment to them is the most important thing in the universe. But uh, a woman or a girl, their own power to control their bodies doesn't matter to them. That doesn't matter to uh, you know the, these men that, that write these laws. It's you know ninety eight percent men and two percent women. But it, it's men, and it's just it is it's insane. It really is insane. Yeah, that's a heavy one. That's a heavy one. And you know, the other thing that that's that poked out this week is we all heard, and I think a lot of it started um, on TikTok and then got some national coverage, which was Carly Russell. So the the woman, for those of you that don't know, I th- I don't want to know what state she's in. I feel like it was Colorado, but I, I could I I could be wrong. Um, that she was on the phone with her sister or a friend and um, she saw a toddler on the side of the road and she went to pull over on the freeway. She went to pull over to help the toddler. And the next thing her sister heard or her friend heard was a screaming and then she was gone. So mm-hmm. at that moment, they thought that she was abducted. So okay. it went, it, it went, I saw it on TikTok come up, then I saw it on Instagram, then I saw it 
like Tamika on, I forget her last name. I apologize. It'll come to me. She did a live on it. Then it started getting national coverage. Well, they found her, which is great. But what they also found, because the, the, the cops were trying to find, you know, they go into her, they, they went into her like computer and they found Google searched several alarming terms relating to faking a disappearance. That's terrible. And so, so she's back safe now. She's back safe. Yes. A lot of resources. And, you know, it, this, that's the kind of attention. She's a black female. Um, that's the kind of attention that any missing person should get 100%. Like, I mean, cops were on the scene within four minutes. I mean, incredible amount of like work went into it. Like they, this yeah. was a, a missing person. Didn't matter the color of your skin. You, we got on top of it because they heard screams. So they go to investigate trying to find her and they find a bunch of searches on movies about being abducted, about how to fake an abduction. We don't know why, we don't know any of that. It is, I guess if I had to push a button right now, the button would be sigh, like, ugh. Yeah, and you know what? It's like that, um, the thing where, where the chicken little, right? That there, that I think what, what I read today, there's something like, 40, 50,000 missing black women in America right now. Right. And How many? 40 to 50,000. 40 to 50,000. Damn. Yeah. And it has long been an issue. And it's long been an issue within the black community that you can't get enough attention on missing black women because um, there's a there's a there's a, a current. It's called uh, missing white woman. That you have any one missing white woman, and the prettier she is the more public, it's going to be everything. Black people have long complained about, but you have these black people, you can't get traction. You can't get the necessary media attention. So now you have this young black girl who goes missing. And like you said, for whatever reason, maybe it was her call that was recorded, or maybe her parents were um, media savvy, or maybe it just got picked up by the right individual or network or something. But this one hit the stratosphere. Yep, hit the stress. Right. And people looking and searching and it's just, it's everywhere. And you know what? And again, like I said earlier, because I'll, I'll be hard on police, but give them credit. They jumped on it for whatever reason. They Quick. jumped on it and were looking for this young lady. I think and that, now, you know, what my thought process was that there was a toddler involved. And I think, I think that might have been part of it too, because generally speaking, a child abduction, something that's going to, gather some some other attention and so now you find out that that the police said they're still investigating but is leaning towards it may be fraud or, you know what is she running from why why did she do this like that kind of stuff they said they still want to find out like what the deal is and you know a lot of times these things like this come up what i like to do is i like to just search the internet all the different platforms and see what people are saying and what the general feel is and try to just sort it out right because I didn't really, I was following it but I, I I didn't make any statements about it or anything like that and then after today's press conference I started searching around some more and here's what here's what I found there's two group of people who, who are distinctly happy that this is fraud and they're 
making fun of her and doing the memes and all these things like that. Um, MAGA Republicans and Black men. Mm. For some reason, these two groups have come together and they're having a joyful, gleeful time talking about her being a fraud and so so forth and so on. And, and then when I look at the comments and the messages and, and things from Black women, and not just Black women, but mostly Black women, but also brown women, and then other women that are like what you said, just side lamenting, you know, that this may turn out to be fraud. But then of, of that group, most of them are saying, you still have to react on and believe people, women, when they you think they're missing or, or they're in harm. Like yeah. you can't let this one time yeah. or or it's a even when it happens, it's a small percentage of time that it's fraud. Right. So but when it is fraud and this may not be fraud, but that's where it's leaning, just to be clear. But when it is fraud, that gets all the attention. Right, all the attention. And I, one lady wrote something very, very, I thought was very um, important. She said, it's so funny that you can't even celebrate her being found because so many people are celebrating the fact that they think it's fraud. Yeah. Like yeah. the idea is you want them found. You can sort out everything else later. And and then, so here's, so there's that. And here's my opinion. One is, yes, I'm happy she's found. And Two is the same grace we give everyone else, particularly white people, particularly white women. If this is fraud, then let's say there was a cry for help and there's some mental health issues there. Yeah, yeah. That You, you took that next step that right. I was thinking about that there's a reason why she did, although we don't know what it is, there's yes. got to be something that is that, that drove her to this. Because could, could, could that not be a cry for help? And, and it, even if she was trying to pull a scam, like, you know, escape her parents or you know she met a new guy a girl or she you know just was a tendency whatever the reason and she didn't anticipate that of the 40 or 50 thousand hers was going to blow up whatever the underlying reason reason or reasons that eventually come out you this know, girl needs some this girl needs some help she needs some help i, I guess you know even some somebody said criminal charges could happen because of the resources that were used for, to find her and, you know, false, a false statement, however that is. It got me thinking about um, the other twat. I, I don't even want to, um, the one that false accused Emmett. Yeah. Was still alive. Yeah. Yeah. She, yeah. She's sitting out there. Yeah. Just enjoying her life. <laughs> yeah. She, I think she recently passed, didn't she? Like, yes. Yeah, she she lived 50 years and everybody no knew repercussions. that was yeah, and then he's dead. You have that recent case last year that um that Sherry Papini lady who said she got kidnapped by a couple of Mexican women and she was in Southern California with her boyfriend. Oh um, my god. Nothing happened to her either. I think I, I think she did get um I know she had to pay, I don't think she had a very long sentence, like maybe I don't even want to say, but it wasn't very long. Okay. And um and 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 I think in her sentencing that the her lawyers and the judge all, all they all agreed that she was having some mental health issues right which okay i get it so i like i said i'm, I'm gonna say like you like you said rather i i i sighed but then i'm happy she was found because that was the idea of the publicity and now 
the underlying reasons of why she did what she did, if it turns out to be fraud, and it looks like it is going to be fraud, I feel really bad for her parents and friends, right? Because they have to like now go through this. I hope she gets her help. And if there is some type of charges, but I hope it's light. Like, I hope it's not, you know, like the lady who voted on, on accident and they gave her five years. I hope it's not something crazy like that. Oh my God. Right. That would be right. an outrage, yeah. right? Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I try to have grace to think that she's young, and young people do stupid things. Like we were talking about this pool thing you were just talking about. Yeah, do stupid things, and if this turns out nobody was harmed and it's just money for the resources, then you can fix that without exactly. throwing, throwing, throwing away, throwing away this woman, this young woman's life, and take some of take some of the money from our defense budget. Yeah. God damn every time I think about money, I'm like, the fuck, man, we're paying so much so much. We have so much money in our defense. But um wow, sir. Yeah, a lot of stuff happening since the last time, you know, the last time we spoke. I mean, we spent a lot of time uh talking about your popcorn and eating your popcorn and your jaw dislocating. So (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you made me think. There was a time when I was married, I was at the movie with uh, my ex-husband and we were watching The Matrix. Now you have to pay attention to The Matrix, otherwise you miss something for those of you that maybe have never seen it. And I noticed someone behind me uh, chewing one popcorn kernel at a time. (laughs) (laughs) And I remember then leaning over to my ex and calling it to his attention. He got mad at me because he didn't hear it originally. And that's all he could hear for the rest of the movie was the person eating (laughs) one fucking kernel at a time. So somewhere out there, there is someone thinking that motherfucker eating one kernel at a time at the movie theater. (laughs) With my dislocated jaw. (laughs) Oh yeah, the snake. Oh my God. So now you haven't been home. So I know I, I sent you a message yesterday and said, Ooh, hijack was so good. This, this week's episode was so good. And you have not had the opportunity to watch it yet. So wait a minute. Okay. Today is Wednesday. We're recording this on Wednesday. Is there one out today? So it's, it's supposed to be on Wednesdays, but I got an indication yesterday that there was a new episode of Hijack. So I just went right away to watch it. So I watched an episode um, Monday, but it was the prior week's episode. But you're right. It's very good. Like this thing is getting really intense and it, it it's just, it's such a good show. It's, it's on Apple TV. Idris Elba is the, uh, one of the main, he's the main star. And it's about a it's about a plane that gets hijacked, and we've talked about it before. And it's um, I don't know how many episodes it will be. I think it's up to episode five now. Is that right? Five. Five. That was episode five. Okay, so I have not watched episode five. I, I watched four, so I haven't watched episode five. It is just it is really great, intense um, TV and mystery, like your thriller mystery. You're trying to figure all this stuff out, but it's really really good. What else are you watching? Um, I was watching The Lincoln Lawyer, so that's on Netflix, and I know we talked about it last week. It's one of those shows that now I'm committed. Now, it's good. I mean, 
it's, it's no, um, I mean, it's no the inside man or any other amazing show or broadcast news or newsroom. It's nothing like that. It's a very, um, ABC esque type show, you know, with the corny jokes and some, a little bit of the bad acting, but I'm sucked into it now. So I'm on season two. Um, it's a recommendation. Okay. My sister said she really liked it. And then I reached out to her and I said, yeah, it's kind of ABC ish. So I'm watching that. I watched the new season. They got a new cast on the real housewives of New York. And oh. <laughs> God, I told, I told your fiance, cause I reached out to her cause I needed to ask her a question about how to find out if we were on Spotify. And she said, and I said, two things. I'm not a big fan of the New York cast yet. And then are we on Spotify? And she's like, oh no, I thought it was kind of good. And I have not been drawn to any, I, I don't know if I like any of them. Like nobody stands mm-hmm. out to me as like, oh wow, I can't, I like her attitude or she's kind of funny or she's eclectic. I just, I'm kind of feeling blah about it. Okay. I haven't watched, I haven't watched any of that one. So I'll, I'll wait to hear from, from her and you and see, see how it, see how it works out. I thought I thought Miami was the one that that was supposed to start. I don't know where that is. Maybe I wonder if this is writer strike. Well, they don't really need writers for that, but I guess I guess they're probably also SAG AFTRA people, so maybe they can't. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how it works. Oh yeah, I don't know. I don't know how. And, that's the, and that stuff would have been filmed already because they're you know they always yes. film a few months back. Okay, so they should have material. They should have. <laughs> well. Well, I, you know what? I am watching the new uh, Project Green Greenlight on HBO. So it's the old show that Ben Affleck and Matt Damon used to do, where you have these directors, these first-time directors who pitch a movie to them, and then it's a reality show. Then they select which one, which person's movie they're going to make, and they make a little movie. And so Project Greenlight was on HBO. And I'm not sure how long it ran in the early 2000s or so, but then it went off the air and it got caught up in some of the um, uh, social issues because they only picked men to be winners and um, all the black people were always excluded. And it was just some issues. So it, it got dropped. Well, it's back. And Issa Rae, the actor and director, um, Issa Rae and her company, along with uh, another company. And then the also- Insecure? Of course, is that Issa Rae? Is that what you're talking about? Yes. Yeah. The Insecure, Issa Rae. Yeah, that's her show. And you know she got her she got her start just on YouTube. So I, they mentioned I, I I never knew that, but her show Insecure is very funny. A few seasons oh on on HBO, and then she makes a couple. She's made a couple movies, and she's just like expanding. But so her company is in charge of this, and so she has her team. Another production team is there, and then the HBO team. And so they do it a little different. They decide they created the story outline. So the, the new director wouldn't have to create a story. They created a story outline, gave the outline to all the like a thousand directors who submitted their um, application. They selected, you know, I don't know, 10 or so to film a, a two, three minute segment of this movie or five minute or whatever um, that they gave us film this segment right here. And then they submitted those. And from those they chose their top or they chose like the top 10 and then from there those people were invited to come to los angeles and give their full pitch 
And then from there, they would then select the winner. So they selected the winner. And now, um, just like the old Project Greenlight, you go through the process of this new director trying to make this movie. They have to get the cast, the production crew, the locations. Um, they have to uh, do a lot of different work that even though they're the boss, they have you know the HBO Max people that are the bosses, Issa Rae people are the bosses, other production people are the bosses. So I, I think people that work in corporate America would really like it because you get to understand how even if you're the boss, you're never really the boss. There's always other people bossing you around. Yep. And you have to somehow placate all these people while still trying to, like in this case, she's trying to make a movie. And they're a first time director. So everyone's giving input, right? Mm -hmm. And you're trying to, and it's just, it's so hectic, but it's fun to watch. I'm watching with my daughter, it's fun to watch. But at the same time, it's frustrating because, and I think you would enjoy it because you can see a lot of the mistakes that's being wrong by this first time director. And really you could liken it to, it's a new manager or a new supervisor and they're yeah. just making mistakes, but you're going to go through those the whole season and they will make the movie. And the movie is already on HBO. So you can see the whole process and then you can watch the movie. So anyway, so we're watching that and that's really enjoyable. And um, there's a new series on Netflix called Missing in America. It's just four episodes. It is really good. So it's one of those true crime things. And it's just, I think they're in a, a one police precinct in South Carolina, the missing persons unit. And you just follow as they get four different cases of people missing. And you follow them from persons missing into a found or otherwise. And it's, and they're just like 40 minutes a piece, but they're really good. And, and they find just, them? Well, I don't want to spoil it. So, okay. Okay. Um, and it's the same crew. And ironic, interestingly, the crew, the missing, the investigative unit for missing people for this one precinct, they're all women. So it's all women doing the searching and you just go with, along with them to try to figure out where it's this individual. And it's, it's, it's gripping. It's really good. Gripping. Wow. Yeah. 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 We, we, it's only four episodes. We binged it and it's, it's really good. Say you're a writer without actually saying you're a writer. <laughs> 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 it's really have, good. It's really have good. You watched I think I told you. Huh? Have you watched Quarterback on Netflix? That like about? No, I have it okay. on my list to watch. Though okay. it, it looks really interesting. I heard it. I heard it's good. I keep getting reminders to watch it, so I was wondering if you had seen it yet. Not yet. Um, I think I mentioned last week that that um, Elena and I were watching Hack My Home. It's better than I originally thought. It's. It's these people that come into the house. You, maybe you're in a small house. You have a bunch of kids or you have you have to work from home or something. And, and they look at your house and they make it more efficient. Um, and they each have a particular skill. Like one is an engineer. One is obviously a designer. One is a contractor. And one is a um, some type of scientist. I don't know. But they just improve your home in ways that you would never think. And... They, it's just their budget. They just, do, or a Netflix budget. And and generally each of the homes they go to, it's only, I think eight episodes. They all need it in some in some way, right? They're, they're needed in some way. There's a couple that's sort of obnoxious, but, the, but the, the solutions they have are really good. Like they're really good. And it's a very entertaining show. Okay, okay. 
I like those kind of, I kind of fast forward through it until they, like, they show me the beginning and then I'll fast forward just to the end. Yeah. You know what? And, and that works because it's fun to find out like what they need. And then you, and then you, unlike some of the other shows, like they don't show, they don't show them going shopping. They don't show oh, a lot good. of the construction work. Like they, they just fast forward through their construction work and stuff, but they mm-hmm. tell you their thought process and how something can work, how they can improve a kitchen. And they show you some designs and then, because each episode is only 30 minutes, 30, 32 minutes. It's fast. And so yeah. then you get to see half the show is probably just talking about the results. So it's really good. Okay. Okay. Wow. You're full of, you're in Tahoe, living the best <laughs> life. You're watching TV. You're getting like, uh, man, how do I, how do I get, how do I, how do I become you? That's the question. And you know what else? So, and I have a, I got to go. Like, we're right at our limit, but we are going into um, the city. Like, we're going to go into um, the city and walk around because it's, it's pleasant evening. You know, maybe maybe play some miniature golf or just go hang out because the, um, I got a couple of teenagers and who want to just, like, be out. So, um, they're chomping at the bit for me to end this nonsense and go out with them. <laughs> Damn you. Okay, rub it in. Give Lee a hug. Tell Zoe I said... Hey yes. girl, and I'm glad she was able to go. She found her dad to to help yes. with her her doggy. So uh, again, we thank everybody for chiming in. Listen, you know where to find us. Rate us, share it with your friends. Tell your friends to rate us. We are on Spotify, as we as Myron and I both found out today. Um, and if you have suggestions, feedback, you want a topic for us to talk about, reach out to us on our platforms. There, also in the show notes, um, we appreciate the dedicated folks that continue to listen and and support our podcast. That's awesome. Have a great week, Jen. Talk to you next week. Peace out. Bye. Bye. Love this podcast. Be sure to like, subscribe, and leave a review. Visit the episode description to find out how you can connect with the hosts on social media. Voice Memos is a production of Dear Dean Publishing. All rights and trademarks reserved. No portion of this podcast shall be reproduced commercially without consent.